All right, we are live. What's going on, listeners and listenettes? Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, man. If you don't know, my name is William Boston. All right, I am a fashion designer, graphic designer, business, uh, real estate investor, um, an author, and a life coach. Like to put these out there so you can know exactly who I am, what I do, what I'm about. Um, I'm going to be doing a bunch of these from here on out. I've been waiting to get my setup correct so I can start doing the video portion of it. But I was like, man, I can't keep letting that hold me back. So let me put out this audio now and we'll build this plane while we fly. So I'm going to build the audience up through the audio while I put together this studio that I'm trying to get so I can have my podcast looking a certain way. But, um... Yeah, I just want to drop some messages, you know, through my podcast. Um, there's going to be some things that's motivational. There's going to be some things that's life shocking, you know, give you that that real raw uncut to make you look at yourself and say, you know what? I need to do better um, because that's what it's all about. We need to be pushing each other to do better at all times. Um, that's what I'm going to do. And anybody who has been around me long enough or knows me long enough knows my pedigree get around me long enough and i'm only going to help you grow that's the gift god has given me to uh allow myself to pour into other people and push them to plateaus they didn't know they can reach because i push myself like that um shout out to my mother for being that type of individual who instilled this into me and my siblings growing up that um we can there's no limit on what we can do we just have to tap in. My mom always says this, even to this day, whatever you focus on the longest becomes the strongest. So um, I've always been, been a person to be upbeat and positive because I had that in my life. And um, as I've been doing the life coaching, I've been noticing that, too, that that's not the case for a lot of people. Um, and growing up, they may not have had support like I had my mom, who was very supportive tough she was a tough mom Woo, that lady <laughs> she was tough i'm talking about beat you with anything she could put her hands on but she also loved you to death too and <clears throat> just wanted us to do right i know i got the the worst of the beatings because i was the oldest the oldest of i'm the oldest of five so yeah being the oldest and the, and a boy yeah, she ain't take no, <laughs> yeah, she put it on me, you hear me? But yeah, um, starting to realize a lot of people didn't have that type of positivity or motivation in their life. So that that's one of the things that allows people to think negative about their situations or anything they have going on in life. They don't know how to look for the positive or something negative happens in their life. That can be the, the thing to just stop them from doing anything, stop them from having any any type of forward progress because they never had anybody behind them pushing them growing up saying, hey, you can do this. You are capable of doing that. And that's what I had. And in me having that, I want to be able to give that to people who didn't have it. So to say, hey, you can do and be what you're trying to be, and you're here for a reason, you got to find what that reason is, 
the reason is this for everybody, for everybody on this earth is for us to be helpers to our neighbors. In the scripture, it says, love thy neighbor like you love thyself. So if you love yourself the way you say you love yourself, I know me. I love me. <laughs> I love me. I love me more than anything. I just I love me. I'm glad that God created me exactly how he did. I love everything about me. And in doing so, I want to tr give people that same love. So we're supposed to do that and help one another. So if I'm climbing a ladder to the top, my job is to bring somebody else up behind me. Their job is to bring somebody else up behind them and so on and so forth. Everybody get a chance to climb to the top. We just got to help one another. And in having that type of individual in my life within my mom, I want to be able to give help to other individuals and let them know that they're supposed to help other individuals as well. They just got to find out what is their way of doing so. Mine is through my actions and my words. So I'm not I'm a, I'm not only talking about this stuff, I'm actually living it and it's, it's proven. And it's not I don't have to boast about it or whatever. It's just how I move and the things that I do. I'm very strategic on things that I do. Um, I pray a lot. I put my trust in God and I never hold my head down no matter what's going on. To this day, my mother says when she gets off the phone, I'm 40 years old, guys. And when she gets off the phone, she's always telling me, hey, son, keep your head up no matter what. It could be a great day or whatever. She just say, hey, keep your head up because she understands that it's going to be things you're going to experience. It says in the scripture, weapons will form, but none shall prosper. So we know it's going to be some type of battles and adversities we got to come over. It said it's written. They will form. Things will happen, but it won't prosper. So you got to have that type of mind state. Um, and knowing what you hear for your, uh, your purpose. I'm going to tell you guys a story. I think I was uh, 22, 23 years old. Uh, for the guys, for people who don't know, I'm from Miami, Florida, Dade County. Um, let me say which part of Dade County. I'm from South Miami, so that's Goose, Perrine, Cutler Ridge, Naranja, uh, Leisure City, Homestead, Florida City. I gotta say that because we don't get our just due for whatever reason. <laughs> the people in the North Miami just think they the ish. And um, nah, South Miami is the ish too, and they know it. But for whatever reason, we don't get our just due. But I'm from Miami, Florida. Around this time, 22 or 23, I'm in college at this time in Jacksonville, Florida. But I'm home. I believe it was summer break. So I'm home, college student, broke college student at that. I had a little little change on me, <laughs> a little money on me. But um, had this little truck at the time and. Me and my me and my partners, man, we used to go hang out all the time, go to the clubs, and our thing was try to just get as many numbers as we could get and talk to this girl and that girl. That was a thing. Like uh, that was it. I wanted to go to the club when I was younger to see the women and how many I could get. <laughs> That's what we was doing then, young minded. But um I'm twenty-two or twenty-three. It's um we're we're in this uh, area of Miami called Co Coconut Grove and I believe the club we were at was called Nana's or Bun oh, no 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 Banana Joe's that's what it was called 
Banana Joes. I'm with my boys, my brothers, Jack and Aunt. Shout out to my boys, Jack and Aunt. And um, we in the club doing our thing. Keep in mind, uh, me and Jack, we in we in college at this time. I believe Aunt didn't go to college. He was he graduated high school, but wasn't in college at the time. So um, we're maybe um, yeah, sophomores going into our sophomore year of college. Home for the summer break at this club in there. Trying to talk to this girl, trying to talk, talk, talk to that girl, everybody. <laughs> so we used to leave the club. Last one's leaving the when the lights come on. Still trying to see who who else we could talk to. And um did that. Walking out of the club, we're walking back to the car with some girls and um, you know, we're getting their numbers and all those other things, and then they go their way, we go ours. We're trying to see if we're gonna link up at the Denny's. That was our spice. Always go to the Denny's. So we walk up to my truck and uh we're about to get in the truck. And as I'm pulling the keys out of my pocket, there's some guys that were on the other side of the street and they were trying they were saying some words to us, but there wasn't really now that I think about it years, years and years later. They weren't saying words. They were just mumbling some stuff enough to to get you to like raise your head and respond back. And um, I was parallel parked. So there's a car in front of me, a car behind me. And they're on the opposite side of the street. And I hear the guy say, hey, blah, 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 blah. I was like, huh? And as I said, huh, they just kind of rushed. They ran towards us. Two guys ran towards us. I seen them put a ski mask on. And it happened so fast, I couldn't get in the car, try to drive away, all this other stuff. I am parallel parked. It's a car behind me, car in front of me. So I got to ease in, ease out. <laughs> so we're stuck. We can't go nowhere. All right, cool. I put my hands in the air. I said, hey, look, man, I don't got much. I'm a college student. This, down and there. Just take this. And he's like, shut up, man. He's all aggressive. He's telling me to empty my pockets, give me the keys to the car and all this other stuff. And that was my little truck. I was like, you can't have the keys to my, no, man, my keys. And I'm trying to talk to him. And my, my, my boys would tell you, I'm, he is, he is on a, on level 10 of anger. I don't know why he's just mad. <laughs> I'm over here as calm as day. Like, Hey, come on, bro. Like out of all people, you want to rob us? Shut up, nigga. I didn't I tell you. He's just screaming. He's cursing all this other stuff. So the guy on his other side who had a gun on the passenger side, he was kind of like just looking around. He looked nervous. He looked like he was ready to get whatever he could get and get up out of there. And he even mentioned that to the guy like, hey, man, come on, man, we, we go. And the guy who was on my side, the aggressive one was like, no, they got to give me everything. So I'm a broke college student. I think I had like three hundred dollars on me. He got the three hundred dollars. Some chain that I bought from the flea market at the time. Chain wasn't even real. Um, bracelet wasn't real. Uh, my college ID, my the wallet that had my driver's license in it, and then the last thing he wanted was my keys. Now this was tough for me because this is my car. Now this is my baby. <laughs> you can't just get my keys. No man, I worked hard to get this. And give me the key. Give me the keys. So finally, give him the keys to the car. To the um, truck that I had He's still aggressive Or whatever We had a friend of ours Who was also at the club My boy Bonzel Bonzel pulls up uh, 
he I guess he went to his car. He pulls up adjacent to us as we're getting robbed. He's in a car that's a Crown Victoria. It looks like a police car. So he pulls up and the guys get spooked and they pull a mask off because they think it's the police and they try to play like everything's cool. Bonzel pulls up and say, hey, man, y'all still going to Denny's not knowing that we getting robbed. So the guys look and see that it's not the police. The aggressive one that was on my side sticks his hand, his uh, the gun through the window of my friend Bonzel on the passenger side, tells him to take the key out the ignition and get out the car. So this car that Bonzel had was rigged with the ignition. It was one of them old Crown Victorias to where you can take the key out while the car is still on, still um, while the car is still in ignition and the ignition is on, and drive off. He did that. He pulled the keys out, dropped the keys on the floor of the car, and just sped off. You hear the car speeding up. I said, "Oh Lord, we about to die. <laughs> we are about to die." Because the angry man about to get even more angry. So my friend gets to the end of the street, the end of that block quickly. He gets out of the car. I don't know why he did this, but he did it. Gets out of the car and he had a gun and he shoots two times in the air. The guy looks at me, the aggressive one, puts the gun to my chest and tries to click the trigger. And it jams. And I, that's the loudest click I ever heard in my life. And when I heard it, within that split second, I just, with every, all force in me, I knocked his hand down. I heard the gun hit the ground. And I just took off running. My other friends, they took off running. Everybody running. Now, I went one direction. I don't know where they went. <laughs> I was, I ran. So when I heard the gun hit the ground, it's like the gun hit the ground is almost like the gun bounced on a trampoline and bounced right back into his hands. Cause he picked the gun up so fast and began to let off rounds probably about six. So I just heard a bullet fly, fly past my ear. That was the first time I ever heard a bullet that close fly past me. So yeah, I turned into a real track star. I'm on my tippy toes running. I'm talking about, I could feel the wind as I'm running. I am skating through the air. <laughs> That's how fast I'm running. That bullet said, and I just got on them toes and got up out of there as fast as I could and bent this corner. Soon as I get around the corner, I'm so out of breath. I'm running hard. I'm breathing hard. I'm sweating. Man, I'm shaking. I'm like, what? They tried to kill me. So I see two police officers and they're sitting adjacent. You know how those police officers be uh, when they have the car one side facing the other so they can talk. Um, driver's side to driver's side so that's how they're, they're parked i run to the car and i i'm beating on the thing because i'm a, i'm just shocked i'm like hey yo they trying to rob us they they got my car they got my key help me help me <laughs> and the guy's like calm down calm down i said no listen the two guys they run right here right around the corner they tried to rob us we got to go get them let's go let's go get them and they was like sir what calm down with so they're trying to get me to be calm so i said okay let me calm down Sir, listen, I just got robbed. The two guys around the corner, they over there, go get them. And it was like, well, doesn't work like that. We have to do an investigation. I'm like, investigation? <laughs> like, yo, I'm telling you, I just got robbed. And it just happened around the corner. If you leave right now, you could possibly catch them. They did not leave from around that corner. So 
they had to put on this whole police report together and all this other stuff. And uh, because the guys fled the scene, I guess they said they can't just go chasing after anybody. All right. So now I have no keys to the car. Uh, the guy took my keys. I called my mom and let her know mom just got robbed. And she told me that, you know, hey, I don't like really like you going out to Coconut Grove like that. But I was disobedient young boy back growing up. I did what I wanted to do. Hey, son, I don't like you going out to Coconut Grove. Okay, whatever, mom, I'm going to Coconut Grove. And that's where I was at. So I had to call her with this, you know, oh, man, that was that walk of shame call. Hey, mom, yeah, I just, I got robbed. Robbed? Yeah, I was at Coconut Grove. Didn't I tell you? And she's cursing and screaming and, okay, where where are you at? What do they do? What are, they, are you okay? So now she's going, she hysterical. I had to stay out there, me, my friend Jack and Aunt, because I wasn't leaving my, my vehicle. They had done put tape around it and everything. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to work too hard to get this truck. I'm not going nowhere. So me, so my boy Bonzel, shout out to Bonzel. He could have went home. He parked across the street from my, from my truck, and we sat out there. Because my mom had, she was going to Ford. I had a, I think it was a Ford Explorer or something like that. Yeah, it was Explorer. She had to go to Ford to get a copy of the key because I didn't have a copy of the key or to see if they can make one. And she couldn't do that until she got off the next day, which was about three o'clock. <laughs> so we just had to sit and we sat. That happened at like mm, six o'clock in the morning. Uh, leaving the club and we sat out there to 3 30 4 o'clock in that car uh when it got something to eat that day came on back same clothes sitting there funny thing is we actually saw the guys who robbed us um <laughs> two blocks over and we call ourselves trying to pull up on them but when we spent the block the second time it was 30 of them outside so we said hey abort mission tried to call the detectives they still didn't want to do anything about it Long story short to say all this, on that day, that morning, whatever it was, me leaving the club, not really aware of my surroundings, um, I'm in a position where a guy has a gun to my chest, he pulls the trigger, and the gun jams. Around after that, after everything settled in, I figured, you know, I knew then that I'm here for a reason. God really has me here on purpose, by purpose, because that could have been it that day. And on top of that, that gun was hot. When I say hot, I could feel the heat from it as if he had already shot it prior to running into me. So for it to jam that that day, let me know I'm here for a reason. We all experience some type of trauma, some type of adversity in our lives. Something that we survived and we're here. You got to look at why you here, what you're going to do with your time while you while you're here. How many people are you going to help and effectively help while you're here? We're all on borrowed time. So you don't know when the when you're going to die. I don't know when I'm going to die. I just know I'm on time clock. One of these days. So. By the time that I'm here, let me let me try to help and push as many people as I can and motivate as many people as I can, because I'm here on purpose, by purpose. You're here on purpose, by purpose. 
Make the best with your time. Help as many people as you can. Share your story with as many many people as you can because you never know who you're helping. I don't know who this story is going to touch or who it's going to reach. This is what God put on my heart for me to put out. And I this is the first episode of many things to come. But this is what God told me to talk about. I prayed about it before getting on here. God, give me give me a subject to speak on. And this what he this what he said before I got on this microphone. I took me a shower, came back, set up all my stuff, and it came to me as I got out the shower. Speak on why your purpose, what your purpose is. So for those listening, I thank you for tuning in. Um, I'll be back with more shows. This is just the audio version for now. I will have the video um, versions available on YouTube. Let me get my stuff set up with all this pot, the way that I want it to look. But for now, I'm not going to let it hold me back. We're going to put the audio out because I got all this equipment and I can't just have it sitting around. So appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you stay tuned in. Follow me on all social media. William underscore Boston on Instagram. William Boston on Facebook. Um, What's the threads? William underscore Boston. Twitter, William underscore Boston. Everything is William underscore Boston. Um, And yeah, I'm coming back with more content. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in. But understand, you're here on purpose, by purpose. Find your purpose. See y'all on the next one.